Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour, The Journey of Attachment, a special series that takes a deep dive into the topic of insecure attachment and why you can't let go. Here's Tracy Crossley. One of the hardest things on my own journey was trying to figure out how to be happy. You hear how to be happy, right? You hear it from other people and you think it. You think this is happiness. And that's what I did. I used to think in happiness. Why? Because once I got beneath the surface, I didn't feel like I was okay. I felt like there was something wrong with me. I felt like I was worthless. I didn't have any worth. I mean, there were times in my life where I thought about not being here and got very close to that. And there were other times in my life where I couldn't figure out how come I had been born or how come I had been born to the family I had been in. I had a lot of self-blame and a lot of self-hatred. And so I became a perfectionist, a people pleaser. I had these insecurely attached, jacked up relationships. I was thinking about this. This was even happening when I was in high school. And I always felt unworthy. I always felt different, like there was something wrong with me. And it wasn't, you know, for years, and I mean years, until I could get deep enough to make the changes that I've made in my life. But I didn't know, right? I kept reading the books. I kept intellectualizing this whole process until I really got, oh my God, I've got to become connected to my emotions. Ugh. And that was really the key, but it wasn't how I did it. You know, it took me a long ass time, as you've heard in my podcast, if you've listened. So I want you to shortcut that. I don't want you to have to keep relying just on the podcast. I want you to be able to take action, have a group of people who are right there with you. It makes a difference. I have seen it every time I get a group together. I love watching the camaraderie and the similarities and where people feel like they can finally come out of hiding and share around people who totally get it. I have seen people bond. Even after I did the boot camps before, or they were called the Anxious Avoidant Group, when they came out of it, they still stayed connected. They were still friends. They still stay in touch. And it for the first group, it's been almost a year later and they're still all in touch. I think that's a pretty amazing thing. So here's the thing that makes me feel that this is so valuable. What is it that makes me feel this way? It's the transformation. It's watching people come out of pain, come out of anxiety, come out of a really fucked up place and be able to make changes in 10 weeks. Are you perfect at the end? No, that's just not even on the table. But where you are is a lot better than where you were when you begin. I have not had anybody who has said to me, Tracy, I didn't have any transformation. Everybody who's done it has had transformation if they participated. And the thing is, this is all about participation. This is all about you changing. And it's over the holidays. Oh my God, what a great way to spend the holidays. Of course, we're not going to be chatting on Christmas or <laughs> or Thanksgiving, but you're going to have this group and you'll be able to communicate and it will be something to me that will add a whole other layer of what change you're possibly going to be going through. So anyways, I'm going to stop rambling. Go to Nicole at TracyCrossley.com. That's the email address. Nicole at TracyCrossley.com. She's a client of mine. She'll be happy to talk to you about all this. Okay, guys, on with the podcast. Hey there. Hi there. Hello there. How are you doing? I am doing well. I have been uh, sitting here eating M&M's, you know, the Halloween candy. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but 
they start uh, selling Halloween candy, I think, earlier and earlier every year, right? So, yeah, I, uh, I am having that as my little after lunch treat. All right, so today is recording podcast day, and this one is number 403, Journey of Attachment. And the working title is Being Stuck in Your Head. Analyzing your feelings will not get you out of your situation. Mm -mm. Hmm. But hey, I know a lot of us do that, right? I talk to people all the time, in fact, who do that. And they tell me that they're trying to find their feelings, and at the same time they're listening to a story in their head. So your feelings don't live in your head. I know I've said that before. I know that has been mentioned either in podcasts or possibly Facebook posts, but I always say this. You're not going to find your feelings, your emotions, what's really going on subconsciously by analyzing anything, okay? But I know a lot of people tend to believe that they have to analyze their feelings and all you're doing is not analyzing your feelings when you do that, okay? So let's say you have a reaction to something, you might try to analyze it. Why did I cry? Why did I get upset? And the problem with that is unless you're digging deeper and you have the intention, let's say, to feel something, you're not going to feel anything, okay? Like you're not going to feel a change happen. You may go, oh, I cried because George did this or George did that. That's my default name, George. I don't know why. And, or it might be, I'm really angry because the guy in the car in front of me slammed his brakes on and I almost hit him, right? But that's a reaction and you've analyzed the reaction and then usually people stop there. And then if another feeling comes up with that, which is another reaction, you might analyze that, but you don't get anywhere. You just stay stuck in the circle. So you're not really getting to your deeper feelings. And most people don't understand that. And I didn't. I mean, for a long time, I thought my reactions to other people were something that had meaning. You know, if somebody said or did something and I didn't agree with it, or I felt differently, or I felt happy, or whatever it was, I didn't realize that I lived most of my life in reaction to other people. And I had a real tendency to analyze everything. Oh my God, hours and hours. In fact, I never wanted to be interrupted from analyzing my thoughts. It's, it was that important to me. So the problem is you're looking at things from the same perspective when you're analyzing. And when you do that, you're just wasting your time in a way because you're coming up with the same stuff every day. Or maybe you hear something on the podcast, right? And then you analyze that. Do I do that? Is that me? Right? And then it's just more analyzing. And that takes away from feeling. That takes away from you being able to step into your own empowerment. And I watched this over and over again. Um, you know, I hear from people all the time. And thank you for that. Thank you guys for sharing. I love hearing from people, whether they're telling me how far they've come or what they're struggling with or they have a question or something really resonated. That's awesome. The thing is, you've got to get beneath your head. You cannot stay in your head and analyze your feelings. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You come up with the same scenario over and over again because you have a belief system. And your belief system, if you have a negative belief, okay, is right there and it's throwing fear, it's throwing shade, it's throwing something. And you're like, oh my God, this always happens to me. 
Oh my God, why? Because that's what you're analyzing. You're analyzing to get the same old answer because that's comfortable to your head. Your head finds it very comfortable. So whether you're analyzing your feelings, you're analyzing the situation, whatever you're analyzing, unless it's math, something computer related, something that needs logic, which mm, feelings really don't, relationships, mm, nope, they don't. So unless it's something related to that, maybe you have a grocery list, um, you really need to take your head out of it. And you really need to stop overthinking your feelings and overthinking period. It's funny, um, I was talking to one of my coaches before I started recording and we were talking about how in the beginning, most of us complicate the crap out of this, okay? Like the work that I talk about, I use a lot of words, I use a lot of different ways of coming at the same issue. But what starts to happen is the more you do this work, you find everything simplifies. Your life simplifies, what you actually think about simplifies, what you do, what you feel. Like I don't feel those intense emotions that I used to anymore at all, okay? And I mean, this is barring tragedy in my life, all right? So as I go through my life, no matter who it is, where it is, what it is, I am absolutely not hung up on, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. Oh shit, I just had a reaction. No, I don't do that anymore. So that's why I'm trying to point out how much wasting your time you do when you're all about focusing on, well, what was that feeling? I need to know what that was. What was that? That's just your head needing to be in control. It's needing to get back again to what makes it comfortable. So feeling will resolve things emotionally, but you have to keep your focus on the feeling. Because when you analyze other things, what you're doing is you're staying in the same pattern of thinking. So thinking will never resolve anything emotional. Just keep remembering that thinking does not resolve emotions. Nope. So we want to really get into the emotions, but most of us instead are going to be checking our thoughts about our feelings and believe that whatever the fuck we think is true. An example is you might be trying to figure out if you're in love with someone or attached to them. So when you try to do that, you start thinking about them and you think about the story about them and then you're analyzing them and then you're noticing how you're feeling and you think you're getting a good read on yourself. <laughs> I'm laughing because I used to do this shit all the time. So, and I'm laughing because again, it's so complicated, but let me finish the example. So, but you think you're getting a good read on yourself, right? And you're getting a reaction to his story or her story, right? And you have a story basically about someone else, which may or may not be true, by the way, okay? But your interpretation of another person and what they are doing or not doing, right? So the example is you're noticing this. Oh, wow, I'm feeling this, but it's all a reaction. So if it wasn't and you were to feel your real feelings, you'd have to go into your body and find them. We are hooked up physically to our emotions. There is a reason because of our survival brain, our lizard brain, our limbic system. Give it whatever label you want. It has to do with survival. If you didn't have an emotional reaction to your dad being eaten by a saber-toothed tiger, then you wouldn't do anything about it. You'd think, ah, oh, whatever. You wouldn't have a belief about it. But because you saw it happen, it ended up your belief system. Ooh, saber-toothed tiger, dangerous. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't go out at, 
you know, my cave at whatever time it was. You know, I'm talking about back in the days when you step out of your cave and you could have been somebody's lunch. So our brains are set up for that. And so when you want to feel your feelings, you have to go into your body and find them. And once you find your feelings in your body, you still do not analyze them. You just feel them. And then when you see yourself with this person, okay, so like I said, you're in a detached relationship. You can't figure out if it's love or attachment, right? So when you see yourself with this person, ask yourself if you feel connected, not what they are doing or not doing, not if they're good or bad, but do you feel connected or do you feel a sense of fear or anxiety? So then that means you're looking at them and wanting something you don't have. It also means you're looking at them and you're still reacting to them. If there's a sense of disconnection and all you can feel is perhaps a sense of peace, not love. And, and here's the thing. We love everybody, usually even if we're attached to them, but we don't lead with love. We lead with attachment. So once you find your feelings in your body, you don't want to analyze them. You just feel them. And then when you see yourself with that person, again, you got to go back to, is this connected? Is this not connected? Like, where am I? And I repeat it because it's important to know the difference. And there's different exercises you can do once you do find your real feelings. Um, I give them all the time to my clients, uh, depending on how they're working with me, like whether they're working in a group or they're working individually, but I help them to get there. And it's always so amazing to me when people finally get there. Like, oh my God, I get what you're saying now. But before that, it's like I'm speaking a different language completely, which by the way, feeling your feelings is a different language. So you want to be able to dig deeper and ask yourself, okay, I feel this. I just feel when I think of George or whoever I'm attached to, I just feel the anxiety. Well, right there tells me you're attached, but it's also, again, your focus is on that person. But let's say that you feel a sense of exhaustion. Well, I'm going to tell you you're working too hard in that relationship. Like when you focus on that, it is all about the exhaustion. So you want to look at it and go, okay, so I have a choice. I can either keep working so hard. I can look at deeper. Why do I feel like I have to work so hard? Like, why do I feel like I don't have the value or the worth to just be okay without working so hard? So it's not, what is the other person doing wrong? There's no analyzing that needs to take place. Even when I say, why am I working so hard? The answers still come through feeling. It isn't that the answers come through thinking, okay? It's like feelings speak in your subconscious, you know, feelings to me, it's part of the subconscious, right? Because it has such an impact on the subconscious. And it's always about the pictures and the feelings. And perhaps it could be a word, but it's not a word that is a word like the, <laughs> like you might hear a word like relax, okay, or feel the word, but it's a knowing. So you have, you'll see images, again, usually of something in your past, okay. Um, you will know, it'll just be a knowing, okay, or you'll feel something. So that's what you're looking for, not a bunch of words going blah, 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 and then you go analyze it. That is not your feelings. Okay, call to action. Analyzing keeps you stuck to feeling, I'm sorry, analyzing keeps you stuck to feel your feelings without bias will allow you to step into being connected with yourself. So 
this is like combo story. You know how I like to do these combo stories? Um, yeah, where I'm talking about one or more clients. So I already kind of mentioned that when I work with people, some people totally struggle to feel their feelings. And that's fine because it's not that there's something wrong with you. You're a bad person or, you know, oh my God, what what is it? It's nothing like that. It's that you have a belief system. We all have a belief system. Otherwise, we would not survive. Uh, I, I don't know how you'd survive. You have to believe certain things, right? You have to believe if you take another step, there's ground under your feet, okay? So the problem is that when people show up, a lot of times we're looking for the easy answer. We're looking for, please get me the fuck out of this pain. Please help me to change my life. We do not realize how much we stand in front of that. Or we do, and we feel so stuck and like, oh my God, how am I ever going to get out of this? And I have clients all the time that say this, and this is what's really interesting about the work I do, is that somebody will have a breakthrough or they'll move forward and they'll be like, oh my God, I had a shift. I mean, I have shifted, right? And then a couple weeks later, something happens in their life and they're like, oh my God, I'm not making any movement. And I'm like, yeah, you are, because you know how I can tell? There's two ways I can tell. One, obviously, they're telling me they shifted before this, right? But the bigger one is I hear it in their voice. When I work with people, I can hear their voice change. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty incredible. It's like there was no confidence in terms of this kind of work, you know, in terms of themselves. I'm not talking about their achievements. And then you start to hear a difference in their voice. And it's not just, oh, my God, I'm so excited. It's not like that. It's different. I can't explain it because it's so, it, it's just really crazy, but it's cool. Okay. So when I talk to people though, and let's say I have somebody, you know, and this is, I've taken a compilation of clients here where they feel stuck, depressed, anxious, or some kind of negative emotion. And they're starting to go down that rabbit hole, right? The old rabbit hole of your inner critics just going, oh, you're an asshole. Oh, this always happens to you. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And because it's an old story that's being told by your inner critic, then you feel like it's true. And so what happens is your belief system is like, oh, now I have evidence that it's true. And some of my clients get stuck here. Like they just want to analyze this. Oh my God, I'm stuck. I'm depressed. And they just want to analyze the feelings of depression and feeling stuck or anxious. And that doesn't get anywhere. It's like staying in a circle. Like literally you're on some hellish merry-go-round, okay? And you're not going anywhere. You're just going in circles. And that is what I really don't want people to keep doing because it doesn't go anywhere. And it feels like shit. So one of the reasons why we do this, again, is because of our early conditioning. Like I started to say about our belief system. And that's really what it is. It's how strong are some of your fearful beliefs? Well, you might have a reason that you were super fearful as a kid. You might have felt super victimized. You might have felt like you were different or weird or misunderstood by your family or by other people or both. So you might be super protective. And one of the places that feels super protective is going down the rabbit hole, by the way. Okay. And, and so I have some clients where it is a comfort zone to feel depressed or to feel anxious. Not because it's fun or they're like, woohoo, I'm gonna be depressed and anxious, yeah. No, it's because it's what's known. It's what their whole subconscious system is used to because it's in survival, right? So when they get in this place, 
and they feel like they've done everything, by the way, in their power to feel their feelings. And some of them will get quite defensive with me. I have felt my feelings. I know what my feelings feel like. And that doesn't help me. It doesn't matter if I sit here and I feel them. What are you talking about? Tell me I don't understand. Okay. And I get it. It's frustrating. It feels like shit to be stuck in that place because I've been stuck in that place before. And I did not, I mean, oh my God. I literally remember having these conversations with myself. I didn't really have friends that understood any of this kind of stuff um, because they were different than me. And every time I try to start going there, they kind of look at me like they didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. And I get it. I understand. You know, it just made me feel like I was more fucked up than everybody else. But whatever. So... When they would get there, though, and, you know, they're just mentally analyzing these feelings and trying to tell me they're feeling their feelings. And it really isn't. It's not. It's so different. Because, again, like I was using in the example or, you know, when I was talking in the introduction, there's this whole thought process that goes on that's the same old way of analyzing things and thinking you're feeling a feeling. So your real feelings are deeper than your reactionary feelings, okay? And I explain this to clients, and again, when I do, they still have that overwhelming feeling of, no, I need to go down the rabbit hole. I have to be depressed, and i got to go down the rabbit hole because of the story. So, of course, this is a way of surviving, okay? This isn't because there's something so wrong with them or they're not smart. It's more about, and it really has nothing to do with that. It's, it's really about a pattern that supports a belief. You know, it's, you have the belief, you have the rules, you have the story, you have the pattern, you have evidence, okay? Those all work together to keep you doing the same things. Like, I remember when I stopped going down the rabbit hole. Like, I don't go down the rabbit hole anymore. I don't even know where the fuck the rabbit hole is, okay? But I used to sit in it and just, like, bathe in my juices, like, marinating in my crap, okay? And, whoops, I just hit the microphone. Anyways, so when I would do this, it was... I could see it start happening, you know, as I became more aware. And I'm like, wow, look at where I'm headed. And I could see that it was a comfort zone because it was always comfortable. Even though it felt like shit, I knew where I was going. And I'd just get in it and just like it was quicksand. Okay. I wouldn't talk to people. You know, they'd call. I would never answer the phone. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And, and so as I got to a better place, I started seeing this and going, whoa, wait a minute. I am using this trigger here, whatever happened in my life, to get me to go down the rabbit hole. And then I just figured, like everybody else who wants to analyze their feelings, that these were real. I didn't want to look, well, what the fuck is it that is motivating me to be depressed? What is motivating me to have this pattern? Those are the feelings I wanted to look for. That's where I wanted to get to. And that's what I tell my clients. So a lot of times I have to start with people really understanding how to find feelings in their body. Most people don't know how. Again, we know what it feels like to be mad, to feel sad, to cry. But those are reactions again. I mean, some sadness isn't. If I have sadness about my story I'm telling myself, that's a reaction. If I have sadness because, let's say, somebody died, that's a different story. Okay? It's not really a story. Somebody died. No. They died. But if I have a story about a breakup and, oh my God, this is, you know, another breakup. I've had a hundred of them. That's a story. Okay, so 
then you have reactionary feelings to that. I'm trying to really explain this today because it's such a hard concept for most people to get and I understand it and this podcast is short and you don't work with me so you don't know what I go through in a session with a client but and that's why I'm trying to really give this a lot of explanation. So anyways what ends up happening is I will sometimes sit there during a session and I will take them on a little tour of how to get to their feelings okay and I usually, there's different things I do, like a release, or I help them to reframe, or I help them to do something in the present moment that's going to actually shift the belief. It's going to change it, okay? So for some of my clients, like the clients I'm describing, some of them are single and some of them are in a dysfunctional relationship. I don't have anybody in a healthy relationship that I'm working with, although some people I have worked with that are in dysfunctional relationship, you know, they end up in a healthy one, okay? And people that are single do end up in relationships. It's just a matter of how much fear there is and how much fear of getting deeper than these reactionary feelings. So I have, you know, a client who's been dating and never married and she's totally frustrated by her feelings around dating and she spent years of waiting and, you know, and wanting to be with somebody but not ever having to really date, okay? Like she just just did not enjoy dating, okay? Dating to her, it was like, ugh, I don't want to date. You know, there was too much pain, too much, and that's the thing, when there's too much pain, right? We get all into the, oh, I want to avoid that. So, thing is, is that her computer mind would be analyzing everything, okay? And she's, because of course she's working with me, she started dating and she felt like she was feeling her feelings, but she was analyzing them. And so her computer mind, you know, no business in the feelings. And so she goes down the rabbit hole, believing her belief that she's meant to be alone or she's worthless or both at the same time. And, you know, there's no good men because everybody I talk to online is an asshole. And so she doesn't believe the feelings she has are true because number one, I say if they're reactionary, they're not. And she has a reaction to this whole story that I just told you. That's not a real feeling. You want to get deeper. Why do I have this? What am I protecting? Right? I want to know that. And the kind of, you know, when I say these questions, by the way, these aren't things I'm sitting here in my head going, why is it I do that? No. What I do is I tune into the feeling and my intention is to know the answer to that. So I open myself to the feeling and how it feels in my body and what the answer is, okay? So that is the big goal. And when I have clients do that like she did, she fucking had it like poof, where it happened. In fact, it happened in a session, okay? And she recognized how this related back to, you know, her childhood and her self-protection. Her mom uh, was an alcoholic, and I think, what was it, her mom died, I think she was... 12, 13, somewhere in there. I'm not sure. She was, it was around that age. And so she had abandonment issues and, and then we were able to really get into the deeper causes for her to have the beliefs that she had. So it's like you're almost getting underneath the belief to go, oh, this happened and then that created the belief. Okay. So anyways, that's, you know, one of my clients, but she stopped analyzing at that point because she finally felt the difference between these feelings and reactions, okay? And so she didn't wanna sit here and analyze it anymore. And the thing is, is that, you know, with other clients of mine where they get into a space of feeling worthless, right? Most have feelings of worthlessness. And 
it's, it's too bad, of course. So like another client, he doesn't want to go to the feeling part, but he thinks he does. And again, when he feels anxiety or fear of losing his dysfunctional relationship, he thinks about his feelings instead of actually feeling them. So again, he has made headway, right? And that is amazing. It's like, oh my God, he's observing, he's feeling, he's seeing, he's got it going on and he's actually made changes. So what's the happy ending is that my clients eventually end up feeling their true feelings and getting to that little kid who was hurt or felt like they didn't have any value. And as they got there, they recognized that they could change things in a present moment with emotionally inspired action. And of course, then that's the bigger challenge, of course. We talk about action, but a lot of us have a big, big, big obstacle in changing that. All right, call to action again. Analyzing keeps you stuck. To feel your feelings without bias will allow you to step into being connected with yourself. Why is this important? Well, unless you enjoy ruminating on the same old shit different day and nothing changes, this matters. But I know what you're thinking. But I felt my feelings over and over and they're the same shitty feelings and I can't get rid of them and I don't like to feel them. Well, I guarantee you're feeling a reaction inside of you. You're being triggered in some way and you're thinking those feelings are more than a reaction. Yeah. So you want to find the belief that is driving your reaction to make a change. You want to get there. You want to know what is it that drives that reaction. Okay, number one, these are the tips. Get to know yourself. Practice self-awareness. Notice when you're thinking. What are you thinking about? See, we're just starting from scratch here, okay? Remember that. That's number one. Number two, notice how thinking about your feelings keeps you stuck. It's safe. Now, what happens if you move out of your head and into just feeling physically the feeling in your body, and the emotion that is with it. How hard is that? Do these things. I'm simplifying this because you don't want to complicate it. It is an easy process, even though it's hard to do, okay? It really is. But then it becomes second nature, and you will be like, holy shit, I feel so different. I don't even feel like the old me. Like, I don't feel like the old me, okay? Number three, keep doing this so that you get to a point of connection with yourself, which will allow you to go deeper and get to what it is you can change in the present moment. The call to action again. Analyzing keeps you stuck to feel your feelings without bias will allow you to step into being connected with yourself. You have a universal right. Yeah, you have the right to keep saying you're right. You are doing everything to feel what's real or you can take a deeper dive beneath your reactions and discover what is really happening through feeling. I have two related podcasts, number 227, Journey of Attachment, How Overthinking Works Against You in Your Love Life. And number 240, Stop Mentally Managing Your Life. You know, you can go to my website and I have a um, page on there for the podcast and it has search podcast. So you can pop in these titles and it will show up if you can't find it anywhere else. I don't know if you can, I don't know how to do the search on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen to it. I know I'm on Stitcher and I'm on iHeartRadio and I'm on... Um, Oh, shoot. What is the other one where you can, like, hear part of a tune and then it, like, figures out the rest of it? Anyways, um, I'm all over the place as far as my podcast. You can find it anywhere. But, yeah, if you can't find specific ones like this, just go to my website. So if you have a question or you have a problem or whatever, okay, like you're listening to this going, wait, I need more information, email podcast at tracycrossley.com. And I answer, as you know, if you've been listening, on Facebook Live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's on my Facebook page. 
I also put these on YouTube afterwards and you can always watch the replay if you can't make it live. But that's where I answer questions because I would love to get back to people in a timely manner. And sometimes I do when I get emails, but it's just so much easier. And here's the thing, most people asking questions, there are hundreds or thousands of you that have the same exact questions. So it's helpful. If you want to take a step on the wild side and you really want to get down and you really want to get dirty with all of this stuff I talk about and change your life and transform, then you should email Nicole at TracyCrossley.com. I mentioned, you know, whenever I have something going on, of course, I put a little commercial in at the beginning, but if you missed it, then please email her because you can change your life. I have different programs for all different budgets. So don't make that an excuse, guys, okay? I know it. I'm a fucking avoidant in recovery, so, you know, (laughs) it's easy to do. All right, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Questions about today's show? Reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com.